0: is Waffle On Podcast.
1: And welcome to this month's edition of Waffle On, and today we're waffling on about the Australian film Chopper. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Mark Kelly. Woo! How professional did that sound? Was that uh, a really half-hearted woo? It was, actually. That well, was <laughs> well, that last, uh, last episode we did, and there was much rejoicing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's you know, about that, So I, exactly. I thought I'd try and break uh, <laughs> yeah, no, and and it right. And you even, it, you, you even did
2: it, listeners, with a bit of a... With a, with a bit of a flourish with his one hands. it was very camp thank you yes well, I, I, do t- I do like to uh,
1: p- uh, you know talk with my hands and I don't see why you should stop mm-hmm. doing that when presenting and I'm always doing
2: that but, you know. but listeners it's never going to be uh, we're never going to have a webcam and film doing this well like we it. have
1: talked about this no, so I not.
2: have set up a Ustream account for
1: us to do yeah. a live special waffle arm you we might do, you're going to re- do it in a Mexican mask though yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to oh we might have mask to do mask. that when we have our would um, you do Nike it with a Mexican, Mexican
2: mascot? Oh, it all depends who was uh, looking at it and listening to who was watching it. If it was like Lindsay Lohan, probably, yes. In jail? <laughs> yeah. I don't think Lindsay Lohan is probably listening to our podcast so, But
1: when you think about it, though, if you were to do it, you half-naked with a Mexican mask on, your face is already on the waffle on site, so if somebody had just cut it out and stick it on... Like, yeah, and that would look even worse, then, because it'd look as if something. Can sort of we not talk about
2: my nakedness? <laughs> that's what
1: we end up getting into talking well, about. Last last uh, last month, you actually was in your dressing gown. I and wasn't. Right. You are you are fully dressed. Yeah, up, I right? am at least for
2: something. Probably. I feel almost weird. Re- it's probably the reason why I feel comfortable moving my hands. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so the only time we might allow like, for a picture, a stream, one, whatever it's called, when we do our uh, the manor you know, the manner you know, will be king. We've got a oh, special. When We've got up, a special. You know? Yeah. we're, we're going to yeah, do? Unless yeah. 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 we're well, going too it. Not too many times. We're going to have a special. That's the day. He's going to be special. Yeah. Because he's going to do some growing of a moustache indeed hey
0: this is this jeez get on with the housekeeping already
1: housekeeping cow ooh oh, I love our little bumpers over that housekeeping so yeah, what do um, you say
2: then you love our little bumps? bumpers. bumpers what's up it? What's happening? hello
0: hello 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 it, what's up to this I love,
1: I love <laughs> 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 no our uh, bumpers we got bumpers I like our bumpers hey we got emails
0: ooh shall I read it again because you Go don't know right. about
1: these do no, no, Okay. Hi Meds, it's actually just to me, but it does oh. mean to it's cuz it's cuz it went to actually my personal email address. So, uh, this is from Dean Allen. Dean Allen sir, you sent us two emails, one to my personal email address and one to the waffle on podcast address. How did you get my, my personal email address? That's what I want. to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's read. This is Dean Allen. Hi Meds and Cal. Uh, Just a small note to say, after receiving an iPod for Christmas, I have now discovered the wonderful world of Waffle Arm. I am a fan of most of the subjects you have talked about, so it's been great downloading all the various podcasts. And, as a fellow Brunny,
2: he's
1: from Erdington. It's nice to feel closer to yourself and Kel because of your homely accent. Yeah. As I love like the way that's put, homely. Homely, yeah. <laughs> that's a <laughs> nice way of putting it. Yeah. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe yours. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a side note, a few years ago I produced a fanzine on the work of Steve Coogan. Genie I. We got to about 20 issues before I had to give up for various reasons, but I thoroughly enjoyed it and also met the man oh. several times, including times... He invited me to be an important extra in one of his TV series. And he also sent my wife a bouquet of flowers when our son was born. His middle name is Stephen in homage. That's very cool, nice. Yeah. He also in- interviewed many people He started, including Simon Pegg, before he got famous. So if you ever feel the need for any extra info on Mr Coogan for any upcoming podcasts, please feel free to contact me. Anyway, keep up the great word and look forward to many more. All the best, Dean Allen from Erdington. Uh Dean I think we will because we there's are no going doubt to that we are we doing we are doing a we're a massive Coogan. We was going to do Alan... just No me, No and you, wasn't we? But I think it's wor- well, it is going to be just No me, no and you. It's going to be of that and Alan Partridge. Well, Alan Partridge, Artie Partridge, yeah, because we got, we got you know Iron because no you've been a big
2: fan do. for a long time since when you do, when you listen to the radio show. Oh, is, oh, well, I was had... a massive fan of the Radio Four series. Yeah, so, so there's no um, doubt we are doing Steve Coogan in some So Dean, uh, I'm
1: going to be getting in touch with you, and I think we may request an MP3 of you or a chat or just an email anyway there we go uh, anyway so we've got another email here Cal. we've got a couple what, of emails what another <laughs> uh, email from long time listener Colin James again So uh, he says hi gents here I am late with feedback again not that late like, my friend because you mentioned Lauren Hardy and that was only last month <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, thanks yeah. for apologising please feel free to do so uh, I have just finished listening to the show on Love and Hardy and I must say I really enjoyed it it's a long time since I've seen any of the films and shorts, but it has inspired me to get hold of some and share them with the kids. Excellent. Um, something I should have done ages ago. My oldest is now seventeen and I don't think he's ever seen any. What? Uh, I love White West, West, especially it. and, yeah, and uh, sorry, I love White West, especially and the one where they are fishmongers, I think you mentioned it. Uh, what was the one where they sing the song and do the dainty little dance routine with their jackets, like the skirts? That's uh, that was White West. White West. <laughs> it
2: was White was West, wasn't it? In the long wind, Mountains of that was
1: oh, well, not it. Start you, yeah. I, no, we'll, we'll lose yeah, I'm issue. sure that was way out west I have a feeling it was way it west I love that too and it was nice to be uh, recreated in one of John Smith's adverts the great British comedy actor Gordon Rollings and Jack Russell great fun I always thought Gordon Rollings could have done so much more he's one of those guys like Graham Sark who turn up in which and uh, get but little credit uh, I do like the Eric and Ernie play over Christmas what a fantastic performance from the both actors especially the guy playing Eric Vickery who I normally not a great fan of was perfect as Eric's dad and Victoria Wood was great. What a very uh, switched on woman Eric's mum must have been. I'm looking forward to the next one. No idea what the film or what it is you were going to talk about but I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Cheers. Colin. Well done Colin.
2: That's a really nice, That was a very
1: in-depth email. That's more work in that than our podcast. I know dude. <laughs> I like do. Maybe you should travel up from London to, uh, to this. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a quick shout out to Susan Stewart over there in America. That's someone I met. Uh, and uh, in, me and Natalie was on holiday uh, anyway Facebook Cal have a guess how many members here we I? go not
2: this mystery of the Facebook again more mystery now, my I think <laughs> go on then tell us then 149 members 100 what 100, what did we
1: have
2: before or? 135
1: well we had a floating one yeah we had a person ones who was between realities yeah so 149 That's Facebook fine. members now I, uh, I did actually do a bit of a shout on my own Facebook page and invited people to join who is on my Facebook page so I
2: suggest you do the same Ooh, and shall, I, um, shall I Facebook Lindsay Lohan?
1: What is it with you and Lindsay Hurt well, apart from I, being I, I, a bit I, I,
2: of a scrubber? I could tell you about it but it's not really for that kind of podcast. No, <laughs> no this is not the time. What's up that old Kelly Brook? Ooh, Statham. <laughs> yeah. You meant to go ooh
1: Kelly Brook so like, ooh Statham. <laughs> isn't that terrible but really but I, when you, as soon as you mention Kelly Brook I should well, they, think of we, a fine figure and oh, We can go on
2: a double date then. I can go <laughs> off with Kelly Brook and you can have a fight or another euphemism I would have them We've a day day give him a hug <laughs> oh, wow
1: tell me you call it whoa okay Right. so anything you want to mention in housekeeping
2: no just uh, we want 150 members yes so I'm do. saying this to a member who don't exist yet
1: so that's yes. a bit Hello, of a strange show a hey? member who did it because we do have a lot of members yeah on we our... must
2: have this floating one whoever this person is yeah I'm going to find you whoever well, you, made you made are <laughs> you've got 150 I'll make you a badge yeah, okay. So whoever's the one hundred and fiftieth
1: Facebook member Mr Kelly is gonna make yeah, you I, a badge. I've you got you know a badge right? I've
2: got a badge making machine. So you're gonna make a badge? Right. Whoever comes at hundred and fifty, I will make a badge, it'll be a random badge. What about the other hundred and forty nine members though? Ask them ask them a
1: question. I'm one not making hundred and fifty no, badges. Make two, <laughs> make two badges, right? And I'll put out a question out now. A, a random question that they're going to get not a, not an obscure film fact that you know that, but a question that one of our or oh, actually any of you uh, any of our listeners out there mm. uh, go on do a competition right now on the spot on the, that's good that is on the spot
2: that's a record breakers fact uh, no I'll tell you what I'll think about it as we do in the podcast okay. and again, at the end, the end I'll end of it, think okay, of a question the it might be to do with what we're doing or it might be might, just, be some might, might be a question about Lindsay Lohan. You was going to ask what Doctor Hill film what
1: castle was in, wasn't you? Because you mentioned Michael isn't? Well, that could have, that would have been in important. your fact. Right then, mm. should we get on with the show? Go on. Then. So, Chopper. Right then. Now, what do we do? As always, When we start off A program about the show. We play
2: the title music the the title
1: now in this case uh, we are going to be playing the full version Uh, it's actually copied off the DVD so it does go into the film a little bit because I couldn't find this uh, online anyway it's called Don't Fence Me In and it's sung by Frankie Lane now interesting fact before we play it Mark Chopper Reed whom this film is based upon did not want director Andrew Dominic to use this song at all under no certain terms what was that then? he forgot a little bit like one, so he used it anyway. Well, wow. that sums him up.
2: This sums up Mark Chapter really. We're not talking about in- intelligence here. Not really, <laughs> no. no, no, he's no, no. He's Stephen Fry. <laughs> no, he's a theme music Oh, give me land, lots of land under starry skies above. Don't fence me. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love Don't fence me in Let me be by myself in the evening breeze And listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees Send me off forever but I-
3: Strap my old saddle underneath the western
0: sky.
2: On my canyons, let me wander over yonder till I see the mountains rise. I wanna ride. Don't there, me. Frankie Kelp, brilliant song for that. Uh, it, is a great, it is a great song because if you haven't saw the film, when you watch it and you think about it, like, oh yeah, it goes mm. perfect. It does, and uh, I've got a nice interesting fact about uh, the theme music a little bit later
1: on. Oh. Uh, not the one I already give you, another one. Go on. Then. So it's, it's, a, it's a plethora for you for, for facts today. Yeah. Um, now, as you know, we also like to play a song at the end of the episode after the promos. Uh, There isn't really another song in uh, the film Chop, but there's a lot of incidental music. There is some music, but not that I thought was... You know, worthy of doing it. So, what we are going to play is a sketch from Australian comedian Ronnie Johns, who does a take on um, Chopper Reed. Now, this sketch does have a few f bombs in it, f words going on in there, um, but it's at the end. So, if you don't want to don't want to hear any swear words or anything, then just stop it after the primos. Please do listen to the primos. Um, but the reason why I've put it in is because uh, he does he has a go at the name Stefan and as you know one of my mates is called Stefan so that sketch is for you my friend so Kel uh, chop of the film directed by Andrew uh, Dominic and screenplays by him as well produced by Michael Bennett uh,
2: what was the year that it was made here's a, here's a clip. no we, no release date and made no release date we watched it quite a long time after it was made didn't we because we were we, we'd be honest about this we weren't on it straight away was we we watched it uh,
1: I tell you, when we watched it. We watched it three years after the release. Like, were because we, we couldn't. The, were yeah, the... we were sharing a flat. We couldn't actually get to the cinema because, unsurprisingly, it, really it wasn't shown <laughs> anywhere. So we had to wait. And if you remember, I bought it on DVD, yeah, yeah. yeah. and we watched it and was blown away. So yeah, yeah, have yeah. a go? have a go? Uh, was it ninety nine? All close. It was released on the third of August two thousand and it was made oh. in uh, 1999, oh, uh, Eric Barner and um, uh, the director Dominic went and met uh, Mark Chopper who is, Well, should point us out now, we're going to talk about um, the film, we're not talking about the actual real life Mark Chopper no. who's an infamous um, criminal in Australia um, and uh, has, he's not liked in Australia let's face it, for, for obvious reasons, he's killed people and stole a lot of stuff and caused a lot of violence. and. This is not glorifying him, this is about the actual film. I think, yeah, it's, it's,
2: I, I, think that's, I, know, I think that's that's fair enough, is it? Because yeah. Goodfellas, you know, Goodfellas is oh, I think it's one of the greatest films ever made, but I don't like the people in it, but the film's fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah. Or Craze, yeah. The, Craze the Craze film's Craze, really good, Green, but they, yeah, yeah.
1: And we, we in, in, who stars after Craze. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and it's
2: the same kind of thing we have with the Craze, is Mark Chaparid? I think he's so. very infamous, they're yeah, very old infamous. Boston. Or, certainly agree. Although well, Johnson's so, never killed
1: anyone, has he? Well, he's never done anything. No, he just, he just battered people. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but when we go, because obviously we, I watched the film and Cal watched it the weekend, I watched it last night and I also watched it with the uh, director's commentary. So I have wrote this, um, we do actually have a script for this, so I'll be honest, as we always are I'm Waffle on I will be reading what I wrote last night. Now, when I refer to Chopper, I'm referring to the character in the film, although I will direct him every now and again and say, you know, the real life Chopper read. Um, Eric Barner stars as, uh, as, uh, as Chopper, and also in smaller parts is Vince Colosino, Simon Linden, Kate Behan and Bill Young. We will talk about those guys uh, as we um, go along. It was released by Mushroom Pictures, as I said, 3rd of August 2000. Running time is 94 minutes. Let's have a little chat about Eric Barner, Born Eric Bananadinovich. Yeah. Oh, that's a long man. You can see why he's shortened that. Yeah, it
2: was yeah, was it Serbian or it's gotta be it's Croatian or something serenity, like that? Really. Yeah. Uh born
1: ninth of August nineteen sixty eight in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Uh he's been on the scene since ninety three. He's married to Rebecca Gleason uh from ninety seven. Now um i
2: I think this was the first thing I ever saw Eric Barnum in, if I'm Um Yeah. Well I yeah because I'll tell you why it made me think it definitely was because the next thing we saw him in we didn't think it was the same bloody person thinking no way is that Mark Chopper. Yeah. because the next thing I saw him in was uh, Black Hawk Tro- Down oh no can't have in yeah well actually was it been Black Hawk Down
1: or was it Black Troy Black Down down in 2001 I think it was Troy and we saw Black Hawk Down on
2: DVD well, that's some, that's the sort query. Of didn't we see Black Hawk Day the cinema? No, we didn't see Black Hawk Down. We saw it afterwards. We must have saw Troy before that. Yeah, thing. must have done that. And well, and a, a, he didn't think a, it was the same person. Well, that was 2004, and
1: that's a rubbish film, in my opinion.
2: It's one of these films, that is. The parts are better than the actual film, yeah. because it's got everything fantastic. Mm. Wolfgang Peterson, Eric Barner. I know people are a but Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt can be good in films. Oh, yeah, Fight Club's a classic. You know, one. Brian Cox. It's got amazing people in it. But just, it's something about it, it's mm. really. I don't know. It's, it's just a flimsy, I think. I don't believe uh, Brad Pitt's character. No, my okay. bit is I'll be with Sean Bean when he's making that little wooden horse and he goes, hmm.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the that's mark of own.
1: Hmm. It's a bit like, uh, as we always say in, uh, in the film Doors, when Ray uh, <laughs> <like laughs> Manzig's <laughs> in there going, doom doodle, doom doodle, doom doodle, Yeah, that happens most in films, I think. Um, actually one of the first the, the films after the that I saw uh, um, Eddie in was a, a beautiful film called The Castle which I am an absolute huge fan of I think it's just got it's got the perfect humour in it it's a class what I class as typical Australian comedy films um, well worth seeking out if you can although it's really hard to get hold of region over here I had to get mine from Canada and a friend of mine bought it for me when she came back from holidays. holidays um, he's also been in um, The Hulk I don't mind that Hulk. Sorry, Hulk. Not the Hulk. I don't mind that Hulk film. I know loads of people hate it. I think it's completely mad. You know, the trouble is, is as you know, what the tagline for that is: "Don't make me angry." Yeah. <laughs> um, it's got some bad points in it, and the biggest bad point in it is Hulk. Yeah. Because for some reason, they made him a luminous green
2: color. Strange idea. But.
1: Old Chop Chop himself, Eric Barnett, we shouldn't
2: say that, is really good in he, it. He's brilliant in it, and when he gets angry, you really believe he really he's angry. He's getting angry. But uh, it's the other
1: stuff. <laughs> it's the other st- <laughs> poodle. <point laughs> the giant poodle. Who? <laughs> uh, he was then in uh, Steven <coughs> Munich, and of course, uh, recent, most recently, his biggest film, has been, of course, in J.J. Abraham's uh, Star Trek play, Nero. That reminds me, can I please have my comic back? Mm. Um which, which I thought he was fantastic in. I know some people turned around and said oh I just don't understand why, what his character was all about. I thought it, Nero was
2: brilliant in Star Trek. An original villain. Let's just hope they do that in the second one. Well it was you know what I always think whatever villain in that film was going to be he was always going to play second fiddle mm. to the cast yeah. of, of the Enterprise. Because he always it matter he could have had Robert De Niro in it, mm. or you know, all the sort, you know, Christian Bale being completely mad. It don't matter because he just really wanted to see these characters, yeah. yeah. And I think he did a good part. Obviously, he wasn't you I know he was as good, good as he, he could have been he? yeah in a, in a sci-fi
1: film I thought, yeah. really, I thought he actually gave, once again as I and mean you have said he's and virtually actually anybody with a love of film will, will agree mm-hmm. and if you don't you, you don't know what you're talking about um, sci-fi films are so overlooked look at the Oscars uh, now you know we don't need to go into the fact that Chris Nolan has not been uh, uh, nominated for uh, Best uh, Director mm-hmm. um because some would say actually that Inception isn't actually a sci-fi film it's more of a fantasy film to a certain degree uh, but hey let's not go there but uh, Oscar people yeah full of shit so um, one thing I want to bring up about I that I know me and you are massive fans I and mean, you saw it before
2: me uh, was Loving the Beast Ah, uh, yeah it's, it's, it, it's something I didn't think I'd like because um, you know I think you're all the same I like the look of cars when it comes to the engines don't care yeah, I have and not you're like that, don't yeah. I like, like what like, things
1: look like. Yeah, I mean, I came, <laughs> as I said to you, I came and showed that photograph <laughs> on Monday, didn't I? Like, I came so close. This close, listeners, a whisper. I was that close to buying a 1973 Mark III Ford Cortina in mint condition. <laughs> the mm. wife would not have been happy. But it looks like a beautiful car. Now, um, Loving the Beast is a, a film uh, made by, I think it's made by Barnes. Yeah, yeah, right is, yeah. All about his passion and his car that he's had since he was, I think, 15. That he, b- he built with his mates and races with his mates. And the thing that makes that film really cool, the reason why I think I love Eric Barnes a bit, and the reason why uh, I think it's a credit to, and I think this just sums about sums up Australians in a whole. I think is that. Fame doesn't get ahead. Well it does double Crowe but he's a tit anyway, but a fame doesn't get ahead, they still stay with the mates and Emmy Barner still goes on, hangs out with his mates, and his mates are just like our mate, you know, normal guys, normal geezers. One's a bit nutty, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. fantastic when he's having to yeah. go that because he has a crash. Yeah. But if you get a chance to go and see Love in the Beast, please do. Um other actors in his. Okay, Vincent Colosimo, who played, I guess.
2: Uh he was um you looking at my screen there, No, like, no, I can't so, I can't think of his name, he's the the mob the Gangster
1: bloke, yeah, you know? Neville Bartas. That's it, Neville. Okay, <laughs> Neville, oh, Neville Bartos. Uh, born 11th of November 1966, again in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Uh, been present since 83. Um, he's a uh, mainly an Australian stage actor and uh, TV thing. Um, not been an awful lot, really, but he's a he's, he's character in uh,
2: Neville Bartos. He plays a brilliant role. Almost comedic to a certain degree. Well, I think yeah, every, it's it's a funny... F- because all them other actors have all got a completely you know, getting blown away by Eric barner mm. and the, it, it, to me it's a bit like what you know in the same way has anyone been the sort well The Fighter right The Christian Bale and Mark Wahlberg people are going yeah. about how great Mark Wahlberg uh, how great Christian Bale isn't it. But the reason he's so great is because Mark Wahlberg really underplays it. It allows him to go off. And I think it's the same with that. Everyone in that is playing holding back, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And And they're being funny. Because he's funny, but a bit mental as well. And And you are thinking, he's going to turn at any moment. Yeah, uh, one of the actors who definitely
1: do that is Simon Linden, who plays Jimmy (laughs) Loffman. Born February the 17th, sorry, in February 1971 in London. Oh, no wonder he going got be in a, no he's a bit of class <laughs> Yeah and he's, I think he's an Australian accent he's, uh, he, yeah. he's fantastic Really good actor Really enjoying in that um, Director Andrew Dominic Born in 1967 He's actually a New Zealand born uh, And screenwriter uh, No other film that he's done Apart from Chopper?
2: I don't know actually What else he done? Assassination of Jesse Jones by the coward Robert Ford. Is that his? That's, his. that's a that, uh, That's a brilliant one of our mates, Kev, that's his phobic I know, film. Because Kev's a bit in love with Brad Pitt. Yeah, well there you go. <laughs> it's an, you know, that is, it is an amazing film, it's a beautiful film. Uh,
1: Dominic is currently getting ready to re Casey Affleck and Brad Pitt in their second collaboration together uh, in a comedic thriller based on George V. Higgins' Boston set crime novel, Coogan's Trade. Other oh. potentials to join the ensemble include Sam Rockwell, awesome, Mark Ruffalo and Xavier uh, Bardem. Uh, also, one of Dominic's next projects is Blonde, based on Joyce Carol Oates' fictional Marilyn Monroe memoir of the oh. same name, which was scheduled to start shooting uh, actually last month, but the project was on hold <laughs> when uh, he announced in Cogan's trade adaption. Naomi Watts, what? He's, uh,
2: he's set to play Monroe. Do you know, funny though, me and my <clears throat> girlfriend were talking about this last night at the Marilyn Ma- Monroe myth. It's mm. sort of gone away a bit now, hasn't it? Yeah, but it there were it, it, so not... many myths about Malin
1: Monroe that were ridiculous. I mean, that's you supposedly smelled the fish was one that I Well, I that was, was supposed it. to be a really famous one, isn't it? Yeah. That, that mean, she really I don't believe that one, bit, do you? I... what would she? Anyway, anyone out there, that's not the question for the
2: <laughs> <laughs> Does
1: Malin roast think of fish? Mm. But, uh, yeah, well, who you knows? Interesting, I don't know anything about
2: that. I'll have to look up what's going on. I, I don't know what they're going to... Is it going to be from a conspiracy point of view? Where, you know, it was Jack, Jack Kennedy. Mm. Or is it just going to be a story? Yeah. It, it, it's going to be Hollywood, so it's going to be the myth, like isn't it? It's it? what jump yeah. said. When faced with the truth or the myth, always, always, always film the myth. the myth. Yeah,
1: because if we was to film us in our general day, man, people would not listen to this show. At all. all um, okay, so let's talk about the film. Now, I'm going to go through these cards, so feel free to jump yeah, on in. Will, Otherwise, will, it. Otherwise, yeah. it will literally just be me waffling on. Um, the film actually starts off in 1991 with Chopper sitting in his cell with two prison guards watching an interview he recorded earlier that day about being in jail. It should be noted that at the beginning of this film, there's a disclaimer, uh, mainly to protect Mark Reed as the film exaggerates real-life events. I think that's also a case of sort of like legally keeping yourself there in case someone says, actually... That happened to me. Maybe that was the guy who did it. I suppose.
2: Well, he's made a lot of enemies, then. <laughs> yeah, I'm likely bleeding. So, so uh, yeah, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting thing because it's there's a bit of you know the term of gonzo journalism. generally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And That's it's true. very Hunter S. Thompson, and it's very much even his books are full of guns well, uh, uh, Yeah, you know, I've read one, you, I've and, heard, you, you, you might, and you know, because I've read the first one and I found it trouble reading it yeah. just because you're thinking. Is this, is this
1: bullshit it's it a bit like Vic Males yeah <laughs> no it can't be as
2: <laughs> mad as that but no it's in the same thing where he sort of believes his own he believes his own myth he's sort of writing it to himself what he'd like to be because yeah. it's very similar to him and Charles Bronson, isn't that? Yeah. Not the actor, the, 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 the vi- myth. When he character. wants to be yeah, this, yeah, the creation
1: that he's made. He's like, created yeah, this art chopper, I, I, I not he? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. The he's theory. definitely done stuff, there's no doubt. Oh, he's no, a- well, no, 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 he has. There's no question about it. He's killed people and he's also done a lot of stuff, though. You, he probably won't admit it openly on camera, but there's no question about it. He is a murderer, and that should not be forgotten. No. Um, yeah, as you say, the film starts with 991. He's watching this thing, and uh, the, the last line that you see on the TV, he's actually watching himself on the TV is he goes, I'm just a normal bloke who likes a bit of torture. You would have heard that actually at the beginning of the theme tune. And that's when the theme kicks in. Um, the film then goes back to 1986 in H-Division Pentridge Prison. Uh, there is a character called Keefe George. Now this is a fictional version <clears throat> of someone that Chopper did actually tangle with in prison, um, the character in the film is not portrayed as a bad guy. Uh, we see him just walking up and down the, um, the part of this. Well, it's like a what's it called? What can you got recreation? Yeah, room, not isn't the ref room. Isn't it? Um, and this was done so it would not look, uh, would not make um, Chopper bad at the beginning. Now, can you, you just know an, that's wrong. Yeah. yeah? Even mean, when you
2: first watch that, you're thinking. No, hmm. no. Can you describe what Keeper George looks like? Well, he looks horrible, he's just a I don't know an old weasel of a. Mm. With with his hair, yeah, just his hair's been covered in boot polish. He's like, America. yeah, it's sort of like in a, yeah, he's, just... I don't know, it's like, if... like you see, like in American prison, mm. you see like the Mexican gang members, and they always have that boot, the boot um, polish, the boot polish head, yeah. in the hair, to make the hair black. But he just looks horrible. He looks, he, like does, it. he does look like, he does look like Australian of, prisons look big. <laughs> no, <laughs> no.
1: And he's part of the painters, the dockers, keepers, mate. Um, Chopper gives him a little bit of lip There's no sort of like you know you've got a head that needs to be panel beating and stuff like that um, and, and Keith Edwards turned around and says you only bash people to make a name for yourself and that is it that's the whole thing I think and he said straight away scene one that this is the point that he he batters people to get a name for himself and his paranoia kicks in now he has a chat with uh, Jimmy Luffman and his other friend Blue who turn around and ask him why are you constantly ribbing him and he says I don't know. So, he doesn't even know why. That's the worst thing. Now, he comes back into the prison, and he... Great bit of acting here by Eric Varner, because he looks troubled as soon as he walks in. And, in a fit of rage, he stabs Kiefer George in the face. I mean, how many times... You, that's about six or seven times, isn't it? And there was a thing saying that there was a technique where you can stab somebody repeatedly without getting
2: blood on you. So that, you know, you don't get... You don't get... Yeah. Help. See that sums in what he's. That sums up his mind, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, he could not done anything yeah. to him. No. This is the thing. There must, There's obviously stuff going on. Like there's no yeah. doubt. He's a gangster. This. Oh yeah. Keithy George is a gangster. Yeah. But he ain't done nothing to him. Personally, is that, is that he's
1: moment? a gangster, you know. Yeah. He, so anyway, the, the, he kind of like he stabs him in the face and he's a poor blood. And then suddenly you see this. It's almost like a sense of realization of what he's done. And he's going. He's it's like, oh shit. So he knows he's done wrong, and he's got to look after it. What I find really funny and Ch- uh, Chopper actually says this when the guards come in is that you hear somebody in the background I think it's blue shouts out shouts the guards and they go what? And they go Keithy George has done himself a mischief Yeah That I absolutely think is hilarious Is that still will grass? My right, grass is just saying that he's gone and done himself in uh, The prison guards come in to find um, I mean Chopper goes and tries to talk to him again Of course the guy says y- you know you- you're an animal you Yeah know. And there's pissing with blood, literally, all over the place. And the prison guard's coming. Now, the prison guard's actually in this. Um, are uh, the, One was actually a real prison guard. And the other mm-hmm. one was just an extra, who is the one who turns around and talks about the overtime. And that's
2: ad-libbing. That's a ah, ad-lib, quick ad-lib. That's a good idea
1: though. Now, the film now cuts to see Reed being interviewed by two cops. Uh, I know that you quite like the look of the one. This is Hilton Henderson. Now, he was actually hired. He turned up for the interview, for the edition.
2: With that moustache and that hair, it's an amazing look. I like that look. He's got a proper seventies look. Even though it's not the seventies, no, what is? It's not. This has gone. out Oh yeah, that's right. It goes back, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a great seventies look. I like the seventies look. You don't get that. You don't get that moustache look anymore, do you? Not really, no. Uh, no. it's a It is a classic 70s look. Uh,
1: and that's the reason why he got, uh, he got cast. Now, Chopper explains the events of attacking. He actually gives this rendition that he was watching so and play with a ball fly, and Blue was having a piss, and all this kind of stuff. Um, but, of course, it's gone out of hand now, because Keithy George has actually died. So, now he's in serious... the thing is, he's a serious
2: criminal, isn't he?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it gets <laughs> to the point where um, the prison officer... Uh, Mr. I think it's Mr. Henderson. I something, turns round and 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 we got a clip of this now actually. Who turns round? Is there saying you're in trouble? They're, they're going to put a hit out on you, and uh, we'll play the clip now.
3: My money's always been on you, Mark. You know that. But the doctors are very threatened. At what's happened to Keithy George? Very threatened. You've really put him in a corner. Now I don't know how seriously to take this, but there's a rumour going around that they put a contract out on you.
4: Hey. how much?
3: Apparently that's been passed around and five of the dockies have put in two grand each instead of you knocked. It's not bad.
4: I should have a go at it myself. Come on. It all sounds a little bit ridiculous, doesn't it? I mean, who are they going to get to do it? Take your pick, Mark. Now that's when you see
1: the, the clip there. One I like that is when the actor is playing the prison office, just does that kind of like slow nod of the head, he goes, take your pick. And behind them you see that, that montage of
2: prisoners in the background. But yeah and I, I'll tell you why I like that as well because you see the realisation on uh, Chopper's face with yeah. that thing he knows he's in trouble yeah because this is the thing a lot of it is a lot of bravado with Chopper Reed isn't that mm. this, he's definitely you know we will talk about this as well, but he's definitely a fragile character oh, and he it makes it up for it with okay. violence doesn't he oh yeah and that's what it all is isn't it and, it, and, the thing, and he's got no because I think he's got friends. That's a, no friends no one like, likes
1: the only person he thinks he's a true friend is Jimmy Laughman and this is where the whole film is, is based yeah. upon this fragile friendship now in that background of the montage what you see there are a mixture of real life uh, prisoners yes, sure and also tattoo artists oh, to did. make them look so, good so make them all look so have all got tats and, like. yeah. and I've got to be honest with you if no, you commit crimes in Australia my friends you are mad because yeah. if that's where you're going you're going that that to me just looks looks horrible. In fact, if you uh, Chopper Reed himself does actually talk on the DVD about what life in prison is like, and it's worth a watch because you know. Well, I can just say this
2: as well because it's Melbourne. If any, anyone want to watch a really good TV series from Australia about Melbourne, it's a series called Underbelly. Mm. There's three series of it in America now. We've only got the first one. I think it's in the states as well. Simon Linden's in that. If uh, if you want to see what a violent place Melbourne is, yeah. people talk about Australia. It's like you know, it's all nice. The Gold Coast, everyone's really laid back. Mm they've got some my, you know because my grandad's Australian yeah, yeah. he used to tell me about stories about mm-hmm. the drinking dens in Australia
1: I mean as you know I've been like, to Australia and yeah. I, I love the place and I, I still love it and I am, my heart is there but you know whenever a place is laid back you've got to have the opposite of oh. course
2: that's it, it that, that, that's diametrically mm. opposed isn't it that, you know it's not a violent place on the surface but, but yeah. some rough people in Australia yeah, who yeah. like like to be on their own yeah, and, and some of my grandad used to say <laughs> that to him yeah. uh, No. Chopper then realises that
1: he's in trouble, there's a bounty on his head, and so he has a chat with Jimmy and Blue and he's saying that he's going to put an ice pick in the back of everyone's neck, uh, make jelly sandwiches out of all Mm -hmm. of them, and Jimmy goes, I don't want to do it, and then Chopper reminds him that he once helped him out with a sawn-off shotgun and and a judge. Mm -hmm. Um, Jimmy decides he just can't go along with this, Um, you know, his his appeal's coming up, he's not going to have that, so in the courtyard, and this is the actual courtyard where this incident actually happened. Oh, is that the actual, yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy sh- uh, stabs him, and first of all, Chopper thinks that he's, he's just he's, sort of he's like he's messing about, he's messing around, yeah, uh, and he stabs him again and again. And there's you know, oh. this scene is actually it's quite surreal. It's very artistic because um, Chopper seems to deny what's going on, and he actually you know puts his cigarette that he was rolling back in his pocket. Uh, apparently, this is like a defense thing. It's because it's a sense of unrealisation, and it's because his, his friend, his only friend, he thinks he's been with for years since their kids would actually do it to him. Um, now at one point when you watch that film Chopper goes to hug Jimmy and if you notice Jimmy backs off that was ad-lib uh-huh. uh, Simon Linden didn't know that Eric Barna was going to go and hug him so when uh-huh. you see him go towards him it's what like natural people, people do yeah, isn't it?
2: So, so I, I, I I don't look about that bit well, I'd like it but what makes it horrible I, even you look up close you see the cuts they're all
1: blood's yeah. coming out and that's yeah, what exactly.
2: I didn't like because I thought bloody hell how did they do that it's really well yeah, done yeah it's obviously a bit of a thing yeah but it's well done but it's like he's been stabbed God knows how many times yeah, and it's, really it's like it's casual he's standing here It's just casual I mean,
1: there's also a fairly uh, homoerotic moment in this team as well where as Chop has been stabbed Jimmy stabs him again and he's holding it and they're almost kissed don't they? It's, it's a, a weird set and that is a bit really weird, weird isn't it and I think that adds actually more tension to the scene, I think, because you've got this very, very violent incident that has happened between two friends. And it's almost like the unbelievability of it all. Anyway, Chopper pulls away. He takes his jacket off. And in this realisation of what he's done, as you said, you can see all the blood coming out of the stab wounds. And Blue, brilliantly played by Dan Wiley, throws up. Now, interesting fact here. Uh, is that Dan. He's actually been sick in that scene. He's actually real life throwing up, and, uh, which I think is marvellous. Mm. Um, now that he can make himself vomit at any moment that's just true. like, looks like right. yeah. that was mm-hmm. another reason why he got picked I don't, I don't believe that was the only reason <laughs> no, got. Not, it's it's a good because reason. he's also a, a billionaire. now um, Jimmy then goes and asks Blue to cut him so he looks like it's all himself the red, blue kind so Jimmy cuts his arm himself and when the prison guards come in um, they, they pick Chopper off and drag him off and leave them in there and then you've got Jimmy shouting how about you get someone to look after me mm. which I think is just, just yeah. another but that's a brilliant bit of humour and this is what this film has Yes, it's dealing with a notorious criminal. Yes, it's dealing with very, very violent scenes. But it's got that classic Australian humour, dark
2: humour, all the way through it. Well, yeah, definitely, because like we were saying, we talk about uh, we talk about a lot on this thing. We talk about Bronson. Bronson, could, there could, could be this together, couldn't they? You could yeah. watch them as a pair, and they've both got the same tone. Mm. Really shocking violence and shocking situation, but then something really funny in it. Yeah, yeah. And it makes the, the bad bit seem worse. Does, and right. that's what you're doing. That's what you should do. It's very easy to just, you know, put an hour and a half of relentless violence, mm. geezerish kind of thing, but it's not shot like that, is it? It's no, not... No. You never like... You never... He's never heroic.
1: No, not Like no.
2: Bronson's never heroic. Chopper Reed's never heroic in it. No. He's actually... They're quite pathetic people, aren't they? Yeah, as
1: you say, they're mentally
2: damaged. They anyways. are mentally damaged. There's no doubt you, they
1: are. not... No, you must be an idiot if you actually think that this is somebody who you'd want to aspire to be, by, by any means. Um, we cut now to the next scene. Chopper's in bed, and he won't say who did it, uh, but the police said, saying the same police said it was... Uh, was talking to him and they turn around and say well jimmy has actually turned around and said that you attacked him first and he's going for a compo claim yeah. um which of course then does actually hurt chopper and we then cut to the court where jimmy's actually defending himself this is actually um, again this a is real jimmy. life event um and we've got a uh, we've got a wee clip of that now so we're actually playing it now
2: in the matter of the police versus james richard laughman mr newman is appearing for the prosecution the defendant is not represented
0: now, Mr. Reid, have you been searched prior to your appearance in this courtroom today? Yeah, by all and sundry. Everyone's had a go at it. And why do you think that is, Mr. Reid? Well, they searched everyone. Especially you, Mr. Loughman. I'll put it to you that the reason you were searched so thoroughly is because you have a history of violent behaviour in courtrooms. Are you not currently serving a sentence of 14 and a half years for the
4: attempted abduction of a judge? That's 16 and a half years, Jimmy.
0: 16 and a half years. I'm told you used a shotgun in this attempted abduction, is that so?
4: Yeah, right here
0: under my coat. Yeah, nothing down there now, huh? Oh, I wish there was. I bet you do. Who would you like to use it on, eh? This judge?
4: No, I'd use it on you at the moment.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I bet you would. You hold human life very cheap, don't you, Mr Reed?
4: Some human life, yeah.
0: Oh, you have a lot of hostility towards me, don't you? No. Perish the thought. Even actually that suit you're
4: wearing in court today. You lent him a suit? Yeah. I realise it's not a fashion competition, Your Honour, but if he'd have worn what he's going to wear, you would have given him 20 years for bad taste.
1: he's <laughs> crazy about that, the fact that Chopper lent him the suit. suit? Yeah, I love that.
2: And that's a true thing <laughs> that did that happen to me. That's true thing that did happen
1: to do, which, which sums it up. But this is the realisation, and it, there's a scene towards the end of that where... And it's not on the clip, where he turns around and says, um, who knows what goes through your mind, Jimmy? And it, that's the bit where he realises he's done for. Um, it's not good for him in this scene, for Chopper. The other roommates are shouting. He's lost his two friends. Um, and so he decides that, he, you know, he's got to get out. He's got to leave H-Division because he's going to he is going to yeah. get killed. They've yeah. already tried to kill him. It's a matter of time. So he goes in there. Uh, to ask for them to get out, and of course, what do they say?
2: You only leave a, if you're in, in the hospital ward, isn't it? What's he yeah. say?
1: Uh, well, they, they just turn around and say, No, don't know. Say, there's, yeah. there's no way you get out. And you need to advances. and says, oh, I will, I'll be out here by the afternoon, and
4: I think we've got a clip. Now, if you could just see it in your hearts to move me to Sale, I'd be really appreciative. Geelong's a dirty old hole. Come on, Mark, you're classified as a maximum security prisoner. You're in here convicted of a very serious offence. suppose a bribe's out of the question? Mark, this is not a joke. I'm not joking. I'll be getting five grand crimes, compo, when Jimmy and I finish up at the Supreme Court. Look,
3: Mark, a bribe is out of the question. You're not going anyway.
4: Yeah, but if I stay in here, I'm dead.
3: Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that, but nothing can be done.
4: Mr Beasley? Mr. Paisley. Right home. I'll made H division today. You're not going anywhere, Mark. Yeah? Let's go. 36 to 45, the magazine. 49 minutes gone, second turn. Let's make a water week. Don't soar at it. I'm trying to be gentle, mate. You fucking idiot. Rip into it. Slash it off. The other one.
3: Ah, chopper, fucking... You're
4: not going to get me for this later, are you? Just get on with it, you fucking fairy. with me know it.
3: Ah, Get a screw, would
4: you? Fucking bleeding,
3: chop. Boss, bleed!
0: you got to stop the bleeding, OK? You're going to need cold water. you got to get yourself into the shower, right? You're
4: talking to me now, are yeah? you? after all i've done for you i took you from tears to fucking glory and you do this to me i'm not angry at you jim you just broke my heart that's all what
0: hey,
4: well, you get out of haste division eh? you practically ran down and carried me out haven't you look at you get him out i told you i'd get out didn't i have a look who's
3: fucking leaving, boss. <laughs>
2: Get him out! He chops his ears off. Yeah, it's, no. it sounds funny, <laughs> but it's not really because it's funny when you first see it because yeah. when we first see it, you're giggling yeah. but when you actually look at it, it's horrible. Yeah. This is that mad... That is that tough? He'd have that done to him Yeah, it's, no, in it's
1: the, horrible. In the real in, in real life events, um, that did happen. Yeah, that, that happened. He got someone to come along and slice his. Now in the film you just see him quite a little bit of his ear lobes off. He actually cuts all of his ears off. Obviously there's blood going everywhere. Now that as you said, it shows how much of a nutter this man is that he can sit there and have his ears. Now originally he was going to have his hand chopped off and have a hook put on, but someone said you can't have a hook in prison. Yeah. So it would have just been a stump. So he had he chose to have his ears cut off. There is that funny bit as he's walking up which I think you hear on the clip where he goes told you I'd get out of here boss who's yeah. laughing now? Yeah. Again he sums up that he just wants is. to get it over someone that's what yeah. he's obsessed with yeah. he's getting it over on people isn't he? Now, Proving yeah. people wrong <laughs> The film now jumps to 1986 uh, Chopper now looks quite big he's huge actually and the music is awesome in this bit it's really slow yeah. music being brought in it's all filmed in slow motion you've got a sense of loneliness now Eric Barner's put on £30 in four weeks um, which I think is actually amazing he just et and et and et what's that in real money it's about uh, two and a half I think so I have no idea but, that's it. but he, he visibly looks so different from what he did in the beginning of the film to the second part of the film uh, if you notice as well at the beginning of this film what are the main colours at the beginning of this oh it's all like uh, washed out yeah, the white isn't it, like yeah. washed out. It's white white wash everywhere. It's blue no, it's really well bleak, isn't it? It's white It's just horrible, isn't yeah. it? It's like if The bug on the wall and all that kind That's what think that. of,
2: just a horrible
1: horrible colour. In the second part of the film, it's all colour. So this mm. represents the sudden bombardment of life that is going on around him. So he's gone from white bleakness, which is probably how his brain thinks, to sudden paranoia of colour.
2: Well you see it can deal with prison. Yeah. He can deal with prison because he's with like-minded people, and he knows how life. The, the big toughest person, he's on top. When he comes out into the real world, mm-hmm. this is where he's out of his. Yeah. He's out of his depth, oh, yeah. really, isn't he? He's I mean, like a little kid, really, I mean, isn't yeah, he?
1: Definitely. And it's all deliberately filmed like this, so all the colours of oranges yeah. and, and greens and yellows, where they wouldn't be. He walks into his. You know, he goes home to see his father. Very again, very claustrophobic scene. There's orange in the living room. There's green in the in the in the kitchen. It's really weird. And his dad turns around and gives him a beer and turns around and says, "Well, cheers, big ears. Brilliant. Um, Barner's looking pretty crazy. He's got a huge handlebar moustache. He's got metal in his teeth. And you know, if, if this doesn't say anything about wanting, wanting to meet the guy, you really wouldn't want to meet him because nah. he is a seriously imposing figure. And okay, so he's a horrible, it's, 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 it's a horrible You
2: know, friend. I don't know he's. You know, he's got his prostitute girlfriend. Oh, Tanya. Yeah. Well, it's not really his girlfriend. It's obviously, but. He's horrible. He's absolutely terrible to her, isn't he? Yeah, well, we'll come to that. We'll come to it? that. But I mean, just, just making me, me, you thinking hey, yeah. not, He's not horrible, to him. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. Do you know
1: what I mean, he, he tries to get one up over his dad by saying that he wrote to his mum, and his dad just laughs saying because obviously his mum left him. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, again, it all sums down to the fact that he's had bad, you know, a bad upbringing as well. Uh, the scene goes to a nightclub where we chopper his girlfriend. He goes straight to the front of the club. He tells Moore to calm down because he doesn't want people looking at him because he's he's totally paranoid about right, yeah. his ears. Well, dad yeah. cut him off. You know, what do they think they are going to do? <laughs> um, he gets a tap on his shoulder, and this is where we meet Neville Bartos. Yeah. Uh, Chopper stares at him, and then suddenly, and it's a great scene where he's staring at him, and you can see that in his head he's thinking, who are you? Yeah. What do you want? What are you doing in here? Have you got a gun? And his sudden recognition kicks in that he knows Neville Bartos. He actually shot Neville Bartos in the leg. Yeah. Um, now, Neville is standing there uh, in... in oh, I mean, this is really bad dress sense. Anyone in Australia, let us know. This is what actually the dress sense was in Australia in mm. 1986. But he's standing there bare-chested, with an open suit jacket on, covered in gold chains. Um, apparently, he got all his gold because he got a lot of money in compensation. Uh, this is when Chopper turns around and says, oh, and I didn't get a penny for doing it. So he's already thinking he, uh, that he's owed money because he's shot somebody in the leg. That's his, that's his twisted logic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Throughout this scene, he... His paranoia gets more and more. But this is all brought on, actually mainly out of guilt, because he keeps saying to him, you don't blame me, dear, for shooting you. You know, I apologise for that. So he's constantly saying, but of course, he doesn't believe it. He doesn't believe that they've forgiven him. So, for everything he does, all of his anger and all of his violence he does, he seems to want immediate, like... To say, actually, it was all right. The scene where he killed Keith for George at the beginning he goes up to him saying, "You're right, Keefe, Keith. Yeah, have a cigarette." Because he wants Keith George to turn around and say, "Don't worry about it, mate. Thanks for stabbing me in the face."
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know what it is. I think there's a lot of this film. It, I think if you go back in his life, that's a bit with his dad. He wants recognition. Yeah, and for being good at something yeah. or doing something. He wants these people. Yeah, we all know you're really tough, chopper. Because that's what it all is, isn't yeah. it? We know you're really tough. We know you're a serious gangster. We are you serious gangster. I thank thank you for that. You've proved to me you're really bad. (laughs) Uh
1: Now, he gets more and more paranoid. He does turn around to Neville and say that if you remember 10 years ago, I had that shotgun to your head. You know, I chose to shoot your kneecap. That's all right. As he goes back to see his girlfriend, there's a strange Turkish bloke talking to her and she's laughing. Apparently this guy just turned around and, and, you know, just asked what the time was asked for a cigarette. Chopper gets amazingly paranoid and drags her out of the club and he then turns around and starts shooting taking pot shots this was actually an idea of very palmers, uh, in that scene and it shows that he's a lotter straight away um, it reveals that Tanyu's girlfriend is a prostitute and that she actually reminds me because I don't want you I don't want you looking at other men and she turns around and said, it's a bit hard Mark because yeah. I'm a prostitute and you know it's me. I think she's brilliant in this, Tanya,
2: uh, the actress. It's, you time. know it's you know that that bit. I think that one, one of the most depressing scenes is that bit. There's, it's not that a depressing film, really, but it's that really depressing film when he's talking to her and she's just shooting him up with drugs. Yeah, that was and, on in the, yeah, in the and, and he just don't care. No. He no. do not understand what's going. He just goes along with anything yeah. when
1: He's actually that's actually speed he's taking there as well. He's telling Jackson Speed now. He?
2: It's one thing a drug chop reed would not need, it'd be bloody speed, would it? Yeah, yeah. And I just think it's a really. He, 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 he doesn't even know what he's doing I mean, in his life, really, does he? Yeah, I mean. Because he's horrible to her. Yeah, I mean. He's she, really right ra- because he's racist oh, as well. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, He's a racist. Yeah. He
1: is. Oh, seriously man. I mean, she laughs at him, but it's all in a childlike kind yeah, of way. Yeah. She's always trying to like calm him down. And she's the only one out of all the characters in this who don't. Who's not, one, not scared of him. Well, apart from that one but that's for obvious reasons. Yeah. And two seems to be able to calm him down or be the one up on him but of course this this doesn't get him quite well and she tries to go and um, she goes, kisses him and he's he's accusing her of sleeping with Neville Bartosz yeah. which of course she hasn't but she says I sleep with a lot of people because that's what I do she kisses him and yeah. he turns around and I'm going to have to say yeah you're going to have to say there's no other way of saying it so I, I do apologise I don't get offended by it but he turns around and says get away from me with that male fat sucks wog's cock wog's cock yeah that's it's a really offensive thing to say, anyway. It's really racist. Yeah. But the look on her face is sort of like... She's actually really hurt by that. Because, yeah, obviously she's a prostitute. She does a lot of stuff like that. she's only but, doing it to survive, yeah, isn't But she? the fact that he's insulting her. You know, mm. normally when, you know, It's all about who she's been kissing. That's the thing. So, anyway, she turns around and, and walk, you know, leaves the car... Goes into the house. He goes up to the door. Love the way he walks. Mm. Everybody goes down to a tea. And he's, he's talking to her for the glass. And she goes, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Go away. And he walks away. Now, it's at this point... Where, up to this film, as the director said, you, although you, you shouldn't like Chopper in this film, you actually, you're kind of rooting for him for because it's, you can see his flaws what, and, is, and he's brilliantly done. This the way that they, all the way through it, you can see his flaws. So you're kind of thinking, oh, I It's don't, the don't classic right.
2: anti hero. You know, it's a hard thing to do, but if you've got a good enough screenwriter. You can make people like baddies. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do. Oh, with downfall? Is that an essence of that? You with say? downfall. Well, that was on... Nick Frost was talking yeah, about yeah. that. That you care for Hitler in it. Yeah, which is, you course, never no thought way. you'd ever say that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's good, good, good. And it come down to it. These are people. Mm. Not right. the motivations you're liking. It's the people. Or the actions. Or the yeah. actions yeah. that they're doing. Yeah. It's there, them
1: people. Well, the, the, the turning point in this is that you see Chopper walk out. He then kicks the hell out of his car and goes back up and at that point you, you've seen it flip out and you think, yeah, that was okay. and, you think oh, hello. and he goes up and he kicks the door in he goes up to the, the mum and says you stay out of it." he goes up and starts it. he slaps her the mum comes in and he goes look what you're doing you've upset your mum he headbutts the mum it's, it's, it's a it's mad scene and it? I tell you I mean although it's all out of shot apart from the headbutt but it's, it's what I do he, you can see him raise his fist now we've all punched things and everything but there's a way of punching something. if you punch them straight if you swing then you're going to t- if you punch someone straight on you put, then you're going to cause a lot of damage and you can see Barna bring his fist back and punch and it's a horrific scene but so you, then you automatically of course naturally because you know there's no way anyone should condone any no. kind of domestic violence you automatically dis, you know distrust and hate chopper and then he turns around and says look what you've done because you've upset your mum so he's blaming her straight away now that's a comedy line he takes you
2: out of yeah. the scene but this is, the, but this is the, his thing though is it in real it could never... I don't think you understand how serious situations well, he caused. On the film, there's
1: another commentary track with, with Mark up and himself, and throughout that scene, he doesn't speak. And that sums it up. He's obviously ashamed, and rightly so, that he's done something so horrific. Um, the scene then cuts away, and he's, he's sort of like talking to two policemen in a bar. Now, you don't know why he's talking to them. And he turns around and he says, um, I'm a disappointment to you, are I? You know, you thought I'd be doing all this. What he's actually saying is that he is a disappointment and he's actually talking to the audience here because we are disappointed in him as the character because we've kind of rooted for him all the way
2: up. Well, to you concern. thought he because was he... this, uh, like, well, not Robin Hood. You thought he was this kind of bandit figure. Oh, you know, he's only killing, he's only hurting bloody other scumbag yeah. criminals. You know, that's acceptable even yeah. though it isn't because no, the people as well if they haven't done anything for, for him, and all that. But when it's but when it with the woman, it changes, doesn't it? It, it can, makes you yeah. think different. Yeah, yeah. Now, the police are just kind of looking confused, and I,
1: I, he's almost hinting that you know he's he's doing people who are also criminals. So it's all right, obviously, as you just said. There, it's not all right. Not all he right. then cuts back to Neville Bartosz's house, uh, as we said, played by um, Cosimo. Now he'd already been in another classic Australian film, Wag Boys. It's a very famous Australia. film. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? and uh, and Chopper turns up at his house now. <laughs> There's a lot of unscripted moments in this scene, all ad libbed by Barnum and Cosimo. Uh, Bartas has an absolute huge house with a swimming pool. He has two dogs who, whose names on the bowls actually are not the real dog's no- names, and he's done that deliberately, so if anyone calls the dog's names, they'll attack them. Uh, a disturbing thing, as well, of course, is that um, Neville Bartas also feeds his dogs speed. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what kind of sick man is that? This sums up the world they're all living in now. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is quite weird. Now we have a bit of a classic drug scene here. Where I think it's brilliantly filmed, where it's all slightly sped up, and but the vocals are normal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, right well, whether, whether they've cut frames out of it, I'm not too sure how they do, but I love it. And it's sort of like, it's all weird, uh, and the, it only lasts for a few seconds, and then Chopper asks Neville for some money, as it's obvious that Neville Bartos is making a lot of money. And of course, Chopper, in his mind, rightly so, thinks he should be having a cut of the money. Um, so <laughs> he turns around and he says, "I think we might have a clip of this, but we'll just go for it anyway." That I'm going to give you 20 seconds to get me the cash, and I'm saying we've got no cash. And I think he's joking. He's like he's joking. Yeah, you know, and, he's joking. and he's <laughs> sitting there, and he, he counts down. Admittedly, he counts very, very quickly. 20 seconds, and does indeed shoot uh, a Neville Bartas in the stomach, and then uh, accuses him of having a whinge. So uh, we'll we'll play that clip now.
4: Neville, bloody sorry, mate. I've had a couple of drinks, so I get a bit bloody carried away. I've just been out, you know, fucking... Sorry. Bit of a bit a go here, I don't know who you think you're talking to, mate, but you're being very rude, do you understand? Show me some respect, will you? Oh, very, very rude. You, you're Robert? on money. I'm, I'm fucking rude. embarrassed, you know? I'm fucking embarrassed. I'm fucking sorry. Nev, I'm sorry. All right, mate, apology accepted. Now let it go. Will you relax? Take it easy. Fuck, I'm trying to relax over here. But seriously, Nev, like, how are you holding for cash? I'm I'm a bit bloody broke. Listen, mate. What are you talking about? Cash. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash, all right? Cash, no.
3: Robbo, no cash.
4: I'll tell you what. You try getting from where you're sitting to the front door. Because I reckon I could shoot you from where you're sitting to the front door. Because that's about as long as you've got to produce some money for me right now. I'll give you 20 seconds to produce some cash or oh, so I'll fucking shoot you. One, hey, two, three. I've got three, no cash, mate. Four.
0: I five, told you I've got no cash. She's just, you come in. I fucking gave you
3: drinks. No. Sit the fuck down. It's 10, 10 hey, hey, 11. Hey, 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 12. Stop with
5: the
4: fucking counting. What are you coming for, mate? Take it easy. oh
2: god what the fuck are you doing mate jesus christ relax he's not your enemy
4: well he fucking is now isn't he Get get a fucking rag forget the rag boys get the fucking cash would ya? bloody frozen how long's it gonna take to defrost that you idiot he's in a bad way mate what's the matter neville did you burst your bloody appendix or something you're having a whinge Come on, Chopper, we've
3: got to get him to a hospital. So you took him to the hospital?
4: No, I didn't take him to the bloody hospital. Now, tell me this, right? Why would I shoot a bloke, bang, and then put him in the bloody car and whiz him off to the hospital at 100 miles an hour? It it defeats the purpose of having shot him in the first place. What's more, it's bloody insulting. It's bloody insulting. I mean, am I the only bloody standover man in the country who provides a medical plan for some of these characters? Uh, Do I look like Mark Brandon Medicare Reid or something? All oh, right, who's bloody driving? Oh, that'd be such a bloody sucker. Ah. Such a big fuss over such a little hole. Put one in the brain oh, there. Mark, oh, man, Jesus Christ. Chopper, come on, mate. Don't do this for your mates. You're a dead man, Chopper. You're walking around with one foot in the fucking grave. Get in, you fucking gollywoman. Hospital driver.
1: Now in real life, uh, in real life, uh, Chopper used to be a little bit more lenient and uh, give them 60 seconds. Is that what it was? That was the only difference? That was Is the easy. only difference. Yeah. And uh, he did actually take him... Uh, in fact, it's, he's hinted after in the documentary that he actually did that twice. Uh. And he did actually take them both to the hospital. So again, you're seeing that, that thing where he's causing violence and then he's feeling guilty about it. Because if you... Not that you would shoot anyone, Cal, but if you did... Say, yeah. would you then turn around and say, mm,
2: No, but he's only going to shoot them, You don't know like the person. <laughs> no, you're not going to take him to the hospital, are you? Well, he's just got no. This is, he, again, he, he, there's an old thing. He didn't look before he leaped, does he? No. He's very impulsive, Reed, isn't he? Yeah. And I think if you actually thought about what he did, like the side most of it take 10 seconds before they do something. Yeah. He thought that 10 seconds after he'd done it. Exactly. It's too, light, isn't too late, isn't it? Too late. Um, we now see Chopper back in the bar. He's talking to the
1: same two policemen. And Exp- they're saying to him, well, you know, he's almost saying that he's done it to somebody, but he won't say who. So he's wanting them to give, again, the recognition to say, oh, it's all right, Chopper. Well done. Yeah. yeah, he's another criminal. Yeah, but he's not saying it. And then they say, well, did you take him to the hospital? And he goes, of course I didn't take him to the hospital. And that's that. this is the key point of the film. Now, it's at this point where a, a woman and a, a boyfriend walks into the bar, and Chopper then re- takes out his, his penis now, now I didn't know this so I thought he made it but you're telling me it's true He actually it? did that Yeah, he did, he did stand there in the bar tapping it away but what the funniest thing is, is the fact that he, in real life as well he did forget that he had it out on show and carried on talking to the police now I'm sorry but that's, that's not real that's a Marky Marking Boogie Night style thing slong isn't it at the end of the day
2: I think there's a yeah it's a serious exaggeration.
1: It's exaggeration. Oh, yeah. Maybe they did that just for Chopper's own thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah cause,
2: you know. <laughs> but, oh yeah, because they were trying. They were probably trying to please <laughs> him as well. You <laughs> yeah, but he's right. I mean, they couldn't have done too negative because he's not the kind of person you want on your back. No, is No, no,
1: no. Anyway, the police do inform that um, the per- that there's a contract on him and there's a contract on him for one reason because apparently he's been talking to the police which of course he has been doing and the rumour is is that the person who's going to do him in is his old friend Jimmy Loftman. Mm-hmm. now we cut to a uh, chopper outside Jimmy's apartment and Jimmy's not looking the best no at all he's in a, a, a sordid little flat apartment so with uh, another He's got he's already got a child and his wife's pregnant or his girlfriend's pregnant he's never stayed right and um, choppers at the door and he says you can come in but you've got to put your guns in and apparently it's about five or six guns that he hands in that's true as well it yeah. happened as well he did carry that amount of guns now Mandy who's the, the uh, fiance of Jimmy's um <coughs> she's a bit of a mess she's in the state there's obviously serious drugs going on well the, junkies aren't, like, the yeah. junkies aren't that the junkies aren't that but what is more about that is very claustrophobic and apparently all the furniture in that is actually from someone actually someone's apartment because they wanted to get authentic uh, uh, right. furniture yeah, so yeah, they yeah. went to an old people's apartment now it's very claustrophobic it's all dowager colours and the reason why it's for that is to give the sense of distress a sense of panic because Jimmy doesn't want Chopper there does he know um, what I find funny in this is the way Chopper talks to the girl the mm-hmm. little girl He's not being horrible to her. No, he's not. It's just the way he's got his voice is high-pitched, he's waving at her, he's asking if you're alright, he's laughing, but there's many so I think.
2: <laughs> now, de- now, whether he's done deliberately to scare Jimmy, I don't know, but... He, he obviously... It must have been because... I, I don't think he would have ever hurt the... No, 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 no. But... He, he was always threatening whenever yeah. he did it was yeah. all threats
1: especially we? when the little girl starts laughing and says you know oh, you, you're laughing at me ears you know and yeah. you can see Jimmy sitting there. Ah. anyway the 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 mom goes and takes the kid to bed and Chopper ends up then talking to him saying I uh, think guess what I'm doing I'm, I'm working undercover for the police and he, he, he pulls out their cards and things like that and uh, he turns around and goes did you hear about Neville a his uh, bust, bust appendix mm-hmm and uh, and then Jimmy slips he turns and goes oh you took him to the, the, uh, the mm. hospital didn't you and there's that scene where suddenly he, he goes what do you say and he goes oh nothing and he realises that he slipped up and mm. this is the moment when you, you, you know that it's actually Jimmy who's the one who's going to try and kill Chopper yeah. brilliantly played again but
2: Chopper doesn't want to believe it well, for some reason he gives him so much leeway in life doesn't he oh, yeah. because anyone else he would have killed What's him his own, it's his only friend it's his only <laughs> true friend and he
1: can't believe that his only true friend not only has stabbed him at the beginning of the film but now he's going to be the one to, to, to kill him we now see Chopper back in, uh, in the club that he was earlier on when he, he, he shot the guns off talking, to, saying that oh he could be a police informant but of course it's all rubbish he's saying no that's not stupid I'm not a police informant well of course it's gone around there and the Turkish bloke's back and uh, this Turkish guy right, wants to buy him a beer now for some reason they end up outside now this is where you're not too sure where the truth is nah. uh, Chopper says the guys turned around and so said that he wanted to buy guns you know selling guns you just, you just don't quite know what's going on Chopper pulls off the sawn off. I, th- I thought it was a sawn off shotgun I think it is right and points it at Sam the Turk and he shoots him straight in the eye and it's a really quite disturbing scene it, isn't it, it and it's, this is the
2: first point you see because we see this three times don't we yeah Oh know that's what I was going to say he said it, it's it's the it's the one scene in it that makes because a bit with the ideas and the stabbing it's done a bit comically it doesn't sound, sound as horrible but it's true that bit is just not is it it's yeah. really matter of fact isn't it yeah. that yeah. this is violence he's, that's what he does yeah yeah.
1: and you know Sammy walks past him and he claps it on the floor and again Chopper's very childlike attitude of asking him if he's alright you know is it stupid It's just madness the way that is now as you see him shot you see the camera pans away and you see Jimmy and Mandy in the other car park panicking because Chopper's shot Jimmy the Turp now in this bit we almost saw all that sort of voice over where you see him in the pub trying to say that he did it and the police don't believe him it's that classic example of, of Cry Wolf you know um, well I think the, the, I think the police thought he was a joke oh yeah but they do they say you're a laugh you're a joke you're nothing because I don't believe him. There's so many people with these kind of shotguns. And I just don't believe him because he's made up that it's many that, stories. I mean, he's yeah. agitating himself that much. No, they don't believe him. Now, it turns out that Mandy dobs him in, raps on him, and says, yeah, it was him. Now, this is all done really artistically in limericks. And we've got that now, so we'll, we'll play that clip now.
4: It took those numbskulls two weeks to finally get around to sorting the whole mess out and arresting me. Turns out Mandy Carroll was there that night. Followed me and Sammy out to the car park and saw the whole thing. What I seen when the man got shot was like like a flash from the side of his face.
2: Like um, yellow colours. You know when you fire a gun and you see the flashes? Did you see a gun in the Turkish man's hands? The Turk was just standing there. He didn't have anything in his hands. He didn't have a gun, nothing. He, He was just copping it sweet.
5: Copping it sweet.
1: Yeah.
4: She turned crown witness against me, claimed that I murdered the Turk in cold blood. But what was she doing? Eight months pregnant, bloody stained off her tits down at Bojangles at six in the morning.
2: Jimmy and the boys will be in the car. You help set up the big fella, it'll make you a star.
0: They said they had it farmed out, they had it ghosted. But when I walked out the door, they just left me posted. The game was for real. It was no lark, but the twit took him out to the wrong car park.
4: Silly boys. That's all the chopper had to say. And poor little Sammy got blown away.
1: So, strange enough, Chopper gets actually gets off on that on the murder rap, but he gets sent down for five years. You know, for something else. And he treats the, all the TV crew around him as if that it's like a press statement. Now. This is where the end of the film is now because Chopper, in essence, is a myth, and all the stories that he comes up with, that, you know, they're all interesting. But it's all the way he speaks about. You know, in real life, he speaks about himself in the third person. Yeah, so like he's a character, doesn't he? Like he's a character. He's like Bronson creates a character. You yeah. know, all these people that are infamous, they'll obviously they create these things because it's something they want to be something they want to be accepted well, whether it be good or bad it's
2: like a, well at the base of it it's like a self esteem isn't it yeah because he can't he can't be himself whatever whoever that person is mm. so he becomes this overt character doesn't he where he's super violent and yeah. everyone's scared of him yeah people are not really scared of him they just stay away from him because they think he's a lunatic yeah um, now in the final scene we, we're back
1: to where we started off with Chopper and the two prison guards watching t- the TV interview and he seems rather put out that the interview is very short and he, he believes by his heart they he should have had more screen time but of course like there's, there's more important things to go on the TV and the guards say you know, there's more important stuff going on and they end up leaving him and they close the cell door and he ends with him just sitting on his own looking at the wall it's all silent and that's the whack that's the whole thing he's on his own and he's just left in his own thoughts where all these things come from. It's a bit like, I know we keep going to Bronson, but, but it's, with it's Bronson similar. and his drawings. It's all of his, his crazy stuff going on. And that's how the, the film ends. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about the production here. Now, The biggest production difficulty was being allowed to use Pentridge Prison in Coburn, Victoria, for the shooting. As the prison was being closed down, and while negotiations went underway, the funding for the production was delayed. And this we'll literally put it, almost put it off. I think using the areas such as H Division... For reality, I think adds adds essence. You know that extra bit to it. I think now it's because of the fact that I
2: don't think you would you'd care much when you're watching it because you think that's a good set. Well, that's a good. Yeah, you know, no, it, no, it does make a difference. I, you know, when you, when you see stuff that's filmed in a set, e.g., Prisoner Cell Block H. Yeah, yeah, well, right?
1: yeah. the, the, it's the, car, the cardboard bars. There
2: is it. It does. It does. There is a difference, yeah. and I think that that reality, mate, because it's so grim. Yeah. It's so grim. It is like hell, isn't it? It's it like is. No, my one was a uh, Lizzie, who was our woman in um, in a in, uh, prisoner of South Black Age. She was a big with the fan club. Mm. She come over and nicked all the money from the fan club, <laughs> <laughs> and went on the run. This is true, really? true, true. Excellent. Yeah, she nicked the money from the British
1: fan club. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. <laughs>
2: um,
1: so, some facts. What's the facts? Go on, then. Now, Dan Wiley, who plays Blue in this, was also in another classic cult Australian film. Lomper Stomper, he played
2: Cackles in it. Now, do you know? Do you remember the one? Oh God, it's got to be one of the Skinheads. Uh, there's like the oh Cackles. Yeah, he's the one. Which now, one? That's one he's of the back totally back. bald, bald of
1: Smooth bald, not stubble bald, and he almost looks like he's got hollowed eyes. I oh, know the one you mean. That's blue. Yeah, the one you mean is yeah. yeah. Oh, that's an amazing film. Uh, Kate Behan, who played Tanya, starred in the remake of The Wicker Man. With Nicolas Cage. Well, I don't
2: think it's too bad. And an
1: episode of Farscape. And was also in Matrix Revolutions and Flight Plan. Uh, When you see her in in real life, she's... An important shot of Chopper walking down the street towards the camera in slow motion with everyone else in the shot out of focus is filmed in the exactly same manner as Travis Bickle in Taxi Driver.
2: Well, he's the... the is the prototype? If you want to Yeah. he just is, though, isn't it? You know, if you think of you know, Travis Bickle is the great it, one, isn't it? Uh, now, interesting little
1: fact here. Now, well-known Australian singer-songwriter Billy Thorpe was strongly opposed to the use of his version of "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" in the opening credits. The makers chose to use "Don't Fence Me In" instead. Now. The interesting of this is the writer's the latter song was increased substantially by the song's use of overshots of a prison. As everyone probably knows, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, the original song to accompany the opening credits of Chopper, was written especially for the 1939 film version of The Wizard of Oz. But curiously, in L. Frank Baum's original stage version 93, The Tin Man was referred to as Chopper that's interesting isn't it
2: <laughs> that is interest that's a really
1: yeah bloody hell so Cal overall overall thoughts of
2: Chopper I love really? Chopper oh, oh, I don't like it as much as Rumpa Stumper right because I think Rumpa Stumper is the class Australian you know crime film but 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. I, 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 I forgot how much I loved it. Until you saw the other <laughs> day. Because we went a bit mad on it when we were a bit younger, <laughs> we didn't we? Right? Like, yeah. We did loads of things. Yeah, so you yeah, just yes. got sick of chopper, didn't we? Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to agree with you, I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah. You know, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Okay, and it's not for children. No, 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 you no. You know what I mean? It's, a lot of people are not going to like it because it's horrible. There's not a nice person in it. No. Nah, <laughs> nah. So. Uh, no,
1: and uh, as we to prove that, uh, we have a comment here from Stefan Sauna.
5: Hello, Simon. This is Stefan from Australia, just giving you my review of the movie Chopper. Now, I sat down with uh, my eldest daughter, Phoenix, to watch it, um, and I certainly got her impressions of the movie, um, and I think we're both... Uh, roughly in agreement on 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 a number of points, but uh, I guess first of all, I'll I'll start with my opinion of the movie. As I have said to you before, I'm not a fan of the movie. I never have been a fan of the movie, and there are many reasons why I'm I'm not a fan of the movie. But it's not so much that the movie is a bad movie. Um, I think uh, it's probably one of Eric Banner's, uh best ever performances. He certainly uh, hits the nail on the head in terms of of you know representing chopper um i think i don't think it's possible to get any closer uh to chopper unless you're going to have eric uh, unless you're going to have chopper himself actually play himself in a movie and uh, but that's kind of where my love of the movie ends in and and there are many reasons for that you know obviously uh, Chopper represents a portion of Australia, uh, you know that that exists. And there, there I have a real issue because it represents a portion of Australia, and that and that portion of Australia is the same part of Australia that that gives you people such as uh, Shane Warne uh, or or Paul Hogan or, or the Crocodile Hunter. They all they all come from the same basic crop. Um, they're all different examples and at, at different times, but they they all basically. Uh, grew up in, in, in a very similar environment and in, in a very similar way. The problem that I have with that movie is that, that it, it really doesn't explain anything at all. It, it doesn't explain to you where Chopper came from. It doesn't explain to you any number of the relationships that he has in the movie. All, all it really does is it gives you a a tour, tour de force of, 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 of Chopper's life and some of the things that he did phoenix's impression of the movie um was total confusion she uh she understood you know the basics of of the movie but she kept on turning to me and saying what does that mean what does that mean what does that mean and i think that that comes from the fact that uh you know uh, as a teenager she never grew up in that time i did um and so i had a you know, obviously I had a lot to fall back on, um, I grew up in the time of Chopper, or certainly even at quite an early age, uh, so six or seven, I can remember uh, Chopper Reed, um, and the stories of Chopper Reed, and, and and that he was certainly very infamous at, at that particular time, and, and right through my growing up years. But yeah, if, to someone who is coming at Chopper, uh, if for her, it's like, you know, coming from a completely different country, it... it it shows you the man, it, it doesn't show you how the man came about. And, and so she left kind of really none the wiser. Um, she didn't understand the ending, uh, and basically it, 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 it really didn't gel for her. For that, I'll start with the prison scenes. Right from the very beginning, uh, and this goes down to my disconnect with the movie, you have a series of scenes, uh, one you know, where he, he kills uh, you know, a fellow inmate, uh, that's never explained. Uh, their relationship is never explained beyond they'd been arguing for years. It, the reasons why he killed them, no real reasons. It, it was just, you know by the way the movie went, pretty much just a random act of violence. And then, alternatively, you had uh, moving into the next scene where uh, Chopper was, uh, you know, uh, one of his supposed friends uh, attempted to murder him uh, again, that, that, that no explanation, just no clear explanation. Just basically, oh well, you know, for whatever reason, the, the the friend decided to to kill Chopper, and or you know, and then didn't go through with it, um, which then led to the infamous cutting off of the ears scene, which at least that had some explanation. Um, I'll, I'll I'll give that bit you know some credit. It, it it didn't, however, cover off on uh, the riots that he led and and so forth. So, you know, it, it was a very um, canned amount of time, uh, a, a canned uh, version of, of Chopper's life in prison. It certainly wasn't an, an exposition of of what he did and who he was. From there, you go to his his relationship uh, with his, with his girlfriend post prison, the relationship between him and and uh, corrupt policemen. Uh, the feud, the ongoing feud uh, between him and, and his friend from prison, and none of that really made sense. It does if you know the bigger, wider story. All those things actually fit, and and the story of corruption and and various other uh, figures uh, that don't appear in that movie underworld figures and so forth. Um, there's actually a much bigger and and, and a much more complicated story uh, to tell there. And it's it's a part of Australia that I guess Australians are probably not necessarily all that particularly proud of. Certainly I'm not. H- having said that, it's it's a part of Australia. It's, it's a part that existed. The thing that I didn't get, I guess, about the second half of the movie, um, where he, the post-prison scenes, was basically the, the way in which, you know, Chopper just went from violent scene to violent scene, Without really drawing connection, it was almost like basically he's he's just you know randomly pressing buttons, and to some degree that that seems to be you know what I know of of Chopper Reed having read uh, his own memoirs and so forth. That's not necessarily a, a, an incorrect view. To be honest, I think a lot of the time the man just totally reacted on instinct and. and and in that way, I think actually Eric Banner did a fantastic job of, of basically getting the madness of, of Chopper down pat. And that's one of the actual funny things is, uh, you know what, Chopper is a bit of a cult hero in Australia, and, and, and I think I understand why, because, and this was actually something that um, one of our more famous actors, Jack Thompson, made uh, an observation, that, that Australians hate eccentrics, but they'll love a madman. And and Chopper definitely fits into the madman class, so I think you know in that way he kind of represents something that we you know that, that Australians aspire to. And again, in the, you know the same the same sort of self-destructive behaviour can be found in people like Shane Warne and and Paul Hogan and so on. And you only know, need to do a little bit of digging into their lives to see the, the trail of debris that's been left behind them. Um, and, and that's unfortunately the problem with the madman. The other part of the movie that really, really confuses me is, and it starts very, very early on. You, you have the scene where uh, you know Chopper basically takes a an knife and uh, you know and and stabs uh, another prisoner in the face. The reaction of the prison guards is basically just pick him up and drag him out. You know, as if th- that they had no compassion, that they, you know, that this was just nothing more than you know a carcass to be to be taken you know in in a meatworks i'm not really sure that that's uh an i mean certainly i'll 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 say that i'm not sure that that's really how it was um i know that that the infamous h block was um not a nice place it was it was a nasty place and uh and it certainly Saw more than its share of violence. As I said, there were riots that the chopper actually led in H Block and and so forth. But I'm not sure that they were that uh, immune to the you know to to being human that they would actually you know have reacted like that. And in fact, if you if you look at the 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 all of the people in in charge, really all of them come across as, as Largely been corrupt, you know though they, they accepted murder without you know like the guards they just basically dragged you know the prisoner away, never you know in that circumstance, no one in their right mind would would do that they'd be calling a medic and they'd be basically getting medical attention to uh to to him in that instance um, the prison guards who then uh talked to Chopper even when he was in hospital. The way they approached it and the way they, they presented the information, it was all, you know, it, 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 there was no procedure. There was no protocol. And as much as I know that in that particular time there was a lot of corruption and there was a lot of problem within prisons, I, I'm, I'm, I just don't think it was that simple that, you know, that they were in on it, as it were. You know, that they accepted that, you know, the criminals killed each other and they did all those things and that was the way of... I, I don't necessarily believe that. I've certainly met uh, some prison guards who worked in the prison system at that time and they wouldn't have said that that was the way it was. And then we get to the ending, which, which again, is probably the, the the last point which I, I I kind of lose track with the movie, is at the end Chopper's sitting there uh, alone by himself, which... I think that that is a scene that's kind of there to engender a bit of sympathy for Chopper. And in fact, the whole movie, in a way, um, you know, look, it, it kind of symbolizes his life. You know, he, he he believes, you know what, he did bad things, but because he did bad things to bad people, that makes it okay. You know, the two negatives cancel each other out. And, and in some ways, I think that final scene kind of covers it off to me that, uh, you know, that... Tr- Chopper being alone there is is quite a sympathetic scene, and that we're basically to say, well, look, you know what, he was in the end. Chopper, Chopper was was the victim, you know, because he's alone in prison, and you know the prison guards ha- have left him, and they've just had a good laugh with him, and all that kind of stuff. You know, he's something of a celebrity in the prison, <laughs> and and you know, if anybody knows anything about Chopper Reed uh, post prison, he's gone on to become a, a crime writer. And have quite a quite a lucrative career. In fact, he sold an awful lot of books. He, he's not a man who who wants for money in that way. So when you you add all of those things up, Eric Banner's performance unbelievable. Um, definitely a great performance. Uh, do I believe that he, it's a very accurate performance? I do. But the the, the big question that, that never gets answered in the movie is basically why and. That's my problem with the movie. Why make the movie when really it's nothing more than a glorification of of what Chopper Reed did and, and what his life was like? And yes, I understand they obviously showed the violence in graphic detail, but they don't... At no point does anybody in any way condone what he has done. Nobody does. Um, not a single person in the entire movie, sorry, with possible exception of the victims and, and maybe the mother of, of the girlfriend, who obviously have a vested interest in condonia in but nobody else does. So certainly nobody in authority. It's it's like basically, you know what, everybody's in on it. Um, and for that reason, it, it's not a particularly realistic portrayal of of the circumstances. Uh, there was so much more to the story, and while I understand it's a movie, you, you've only got that much time. You could. There was more than enough time in the movie to at least answer some of the basic questions of, of you know, why he did things, why he was, uh, you know, why the war, why, you know, he murdered the man in the first place. A lot more about why he cut off his ears and, and, and you know, and, and maybe even the riots and everything that, that went in there. There was just so much more that detail that was glossed over. They certainly had enough time there to have some pretty stylised scenes when it came to the violence and stuff like that. I think they could have found the time to to explain in a bit more detail. And certainly I think anybody who, who watches this movie from another country without really knowing much about the man it, it leaves the movie really none the wiser. And if they are the wiser, then please can they uh, get in contact with me by email and explain it to me. Because I live through it, and to be honest, it's a movie that I don't get. Um, so that's about it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll sign off there. Uh, probably this has been long enough. I'll just say that uh, hopefully people uh, don't watch Chopper and then think that everybody in Australia is like that. Okay, Simon, uh, I'll uh, catch you later.
1: Now, um, another film that we uh, actually you, you told me about, yeah. in fact, you lent to me and I bought it straight away, awesome. was uh, the 2006
2: film The Magician starring Scott Ryan. I'm going to let you have this bit. Why are we talking about this? Because it's the same kind of thing, but even more small. Now, you know more about the production of this, don't you yeah. how this was done? Mm-hmm. But this is a true tour de force of a film. Uh, yeah. It's the same kind of thing, really. He's, about, he's, he's the magician. He's a magician because he makes people disappear. But I remember that, he's a hitman. Yeah. Right? And it's just about him in... Is it over, I think it's just over a day, isn't it? Over really, Over a day or a week, what he gets up to. Yeah. But it, it really is... A, it, he's not like Chopper. He's a bit more reserved, He's not A bit more calculated, but in a way he's more scary, isn't he? Yeah, because of the fact that he kills his mate, which is a really bit weird. It's a really... well, you talk about it anyway.
1: Well, I, I just want to bring up Scott Ryan. Uh, the guy, he's a fantastic writer and an awesome director. And he has only done this for one film, uh, and if you're Australian and you listen to this please do support this guy uh, why he's not done anything he, he needs to do another film pretty darn quickly He, I, I'm not going to say he financed the whole film but he wrote it he directed it he produced it along with his two other mates who own, appear in the film as well it's the only three of them who appear in this film and it is fantastically done
2: it really is fantastically it, it, I, done I, it's like it's one of these really un um, people just don't it's like a forgotten film and it's yeah. like People talk about, you know, Bronson is stylish and mm. shoppers, you know, it's like we've got a bit of money behind it. Yeah. But this is it this is just three three or four people in it who've made this film mm. and it's funny, it's not that surprisingly it's not that violent is it no. it's only got a couple little bits of violence mm. but he yeah, to
1: me it reminds me very much of one of my favourite films uh, from the early 90s which was Man Bides Dog the Belgian film
2: well that's on the front it's the classic is like Chopper meets Man Bides Man and by I think that him. is a good way of something it because rude, yeah, it's really just rude. really good in his performance because he's not a in- physically imposing person like Chopper no, he's no. a skinny bloke with sunglasses on but you know mm, the he the means pages, business yeah. So yeah, so if you can, uh,
1: anyone actually, all of you our listeners out there, if you want to watch a good film, an independent film, uh, a film made for not much money, but uh, we, I'd really like everyone to support him, uh, and that's Scott it's, it's got to
2: be because when we it was like when we found out about it, it was yeah. like, you can't believe he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything else. What the hell's going on there? So
1: it's called The Magician. Don't get it mixed up with the TV series uh, with um, uh, Bill Bixby Bill or uh, uh, the new yeah, Lenny Henry thing. It's called The Magician. <laughs> it's made in two thousand six. Quick shout shake, shake out to Shane Jacobson who's was in the other 2006 film uh, called Kenny? Who, uh, as we also found out the other day, is the presenter of the Australian Top Gear. oh it's a great, great, great,
2: great comedy. Really bad and I any, so fast I think it was a very good year for Australia. Yeah, I actually
1: think it's the uh, uh, that was 2005. But anyway, but there you go. Um, no vans this week and Friday because we went in over time slightly. So I mean, we've been pretty
2: calm this week. Have we? I mean, no, not no, up has it?
1: No, we both enjoying episodes. The new f- uh, yeah, comedy. You've been the one from last Nice to see. Or Matt LeBlanc back on the screen. Um, So that's it. Uh, Please do listen to the uh, promos that we're going to play straight after this. Uh, If you want to send in comments for our next episode, which is going to be... The Professionals. Awesome. So if there's any fans out there of The Professionals, and especially Martin Shaw's curly hair, um, please do send us in MP3 comments uh, or emails to waffleonpodcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook page, just type in on Podcast. Please do send us reviews on iTunes. We've had a couple more. I'm going to read those out on uh, the next month's edition. Uh, Kel, thanks for joining me. Well, I'm, I'm in my house. Yeah, yeah, once again, and I'm going to head off and edit this up. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Uh, once again, it's a pleasure to have you here, and we'll see you next month. Take care. Cheery, bye. OK, whoa, stop. Don't go anywhere. We haven't asked you the question for the competition yet. So those of you who haven't turned off your iPods, here is the question to win one of two badges. So there's two prizes, there's two badges, and we might throw in a signed Waffle On picture uh, if we've got one lying around. So this is the question that Cal set, because he's buggered off now. This is the question. In Rocky 3, who does Mr. T play? It's a simple question. Send us in your answers to waffle on podcast at googlemail.com cool here's the promos see you next month
3: 11 teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on the amazing race
5: i'm joyce and i'm al on our new show the fast forward podcast we will recap each weekly episode of the amazing race give you a rundown on each team and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week and ultimately, win the $1 million prize.
3: We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. So, when you've had enough of that awesome British humor from Meds and Kel on the Waffle On podcast, check out the Fast Forward podcast in iTunes. And we'll see you
5: at the Fast Forward.
3: Motherfucker! Now one thing I've noticed all across Australia is that people are having a whinge, having a sook, or having a fucking cry about it. If the Anzacs were around today, I reckon they'd be fucking spewing. Australia needs to harden the fuck up. Uh, Anthony! This is Anthony. He owns a big, shiny, fancy, fucking four-wheel drive, but he doesn't know how to change a tyre. Harden the fuck up, Anthony! This is Peter, and he drinks soy milk in his coffee. Oh, look at me. I'm lactose intolerant. Why do you try a I've hardened the fuck up, Peter. <laughs> this is Teresa, and her dog has a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. How about this, Teresa? Dr Chopper prescribes that you harden the fuck up. <laughs> this is Stefan. His name is Stefan. Harden the fuck up, Stefan. <laughs> This is Michael, and he won't go on a family holiday without taking his portable gaming console. Harden the fuck up, Michael. (laughs) I'm sorry, mate. Come here. (laughs) This is Jad. He spends an hour a day doing his hair. You're also a DJ, aren't you, mate? Yeah. Well, why don't you harden the fuck up? (laughs) This is Bevan. He owns a pig dog. He sleeps with his bowie knife, and once he cut off his own arm for a dare. You're fucking spot on, Bevan. Yeah. So come on, Australia. Take your skirt off, cancel your manicure, grow a mustache, and harden the fuck up. Yeah.